Hello, hello. Welcome to the Back Porch Podcast. I'm Corey Dempsey. And I'm Andrew Beam. Beam. Hi. You're back. I am. That's so fucking exciting. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been literally minute? been, what, like three months? Something like that. Yeah. I had a kid. It takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Like all, all of your being. Like any, any sort of sense of or shred of sanity that you may have, uh, any sort of mental energy, physical energy. Gets poured into the it child. It takes it. Like I try to, I try to watch movies. And I think I, it took me at least three days to watch one movie, maybe longer, maybe a couple of weeks. I think there's still a movie out there I haven't finished. I that think- is like in terms of prep, <laughs> like there's one out there that I just probably haven't gotten back to. Yeah, that's but I pl- feel like even if you're watching a movie, like your mind tends to wander to what's going on with the baby. Like you can't even really immerse yourself, right? No, you're watching it. And then all of a sudden, oh, you spit up on my lap. <laughs> All right. Well, do I pause? Do I clean this up? Do I watch the scene? Yeah, it depends on the situation. Uh, Depends on sort of the circumstance in which it happened, how bad this spit up was. You know, Uh, no, it, 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 yeah, it takes up your time. Even when we're trying to watch it, I think I told you, like, I watched Dune and and I watched the first, the original Dune, the David Lynch Dune. And I said to you, I was, what? mistake <laughs> well i said to you i was like i don't know if it was because of the way I, I watched the movie which was feeding a baby while watching it or it just was the movie but i was like i don't understand what the fuck went on you're like no it's an incoherent mess it's yeah, it's, it's it has nothing to do with you it's a little bit of both um but yeah we are talking about matrix resurrections and keanu so we had to bring you back for this conversation because we've been circling this for oh ever. i mean keanu's keanu's on the on our list of things to talk about he's one of our favorite actors but before we get into it, I just want to at least one say thing. Just just say one thing uh, before we truly get into this conversation. Zach House, <laughs> got to give him at least some credit. He stepped in for a bit, right? Yeah. But to call me fucking soft on 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 our podcast and a podcast that that has my name attached to it, not his, <laughs> mine. I just don't understand why I would come back soft. I think you're both soft. <sighs> you know who's not soft? Our guest today. She is the biggest Keanu fan out there, the biggest Matrix fan that I know, and that is Dr. Jenna Gerstner. Jenna, what's going on? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we are going to get into this conversation right now. So we are going to drink a beer, as we always do. It is Other Half's Double Mosaic Dream. Daydream? Double Mosaic Dream. No daydream. (laughs) But the tie-in... You know, Matrix, there's a lot of dreaming stuff. Maybe dreaming, maybe not. Questioning dreaming reality. Wake up from questioning reality. Lots of stuff. So it ties in. Don't add us. Here we go. So where we're going to start with this conversation is with Matrix Resurrections, the newest addition to the Matrix franchise and the latest Keanu movie. And Jen, I want to start with you. We haven't heard from you yet too much. So yeah, you, we just said your name and you're like, hi, thanks for having me. That's, that's literally all we've heard. For. <laughs> so share with us your thoughts on this new Matrix movie, because I, I feel like it's a very different type of movie um, than what we're used to from this franchise. So I'm curious to hear how you felt about it. Yeah, and I'm going to give some context about uh, Lana making the movie without Lily. I don't know if you read about it, but essentially they lost their parents pretty pretty close apart, uh, five weeks, their, their dad and their mother passed. And Lana decided that in the grieving process, bringing back Neo and Trinity was the answer for her. And contrary to that, Lily felt like it would be more draining and more exhausting to to bring them back and, and rehash what is the matrix. So that's why we have a standalone Wachowski sister for this movie. And, you know, I had a difficult year. Uh, my, I lost my father and my grandma pretty, pretty close apart. And uh, so revisiting the Matrix is, is very meaningful to me. My, my father introduced me to science fiction. He brought me to see the Matrix in 1999 in the theater. And I owe a lot of 
that to him. And my dog's name is Trinity. And I very much um, was excited to revisit the world of the matrix. So with that said, I think that the movie was very, very fun. There were, it was meta, of course, there was a lot of self-awareness. I like some of the updates they made, uh, right? We're not really using landlines anymore. So I won't, I'm trying to stay a little spoiler free here. The last and- time I saw a phone booth used was on Fight Circus. <laughs> Corey, you know about Fight Circus. And uh, it, was a, it was a phone booth fight. They just had an actual, I guess, sanctioned fight in Singapore in a phone booth. So that's, that, that's I, they're still around, <laughs> if you're wondering. Stop watching fights like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I do feel like it was a beautiful reunion. I really enjoyed the first third of the movie. I thought the commentary was very good. I loved the casting. They brought back several characters from uh, the Wachowski sisters' Sensate Um show from Netflix, which got canceled. And uh, I loved some of the new casting. I loved Bugs. Um, I loved Jonathan Groff as Agent Smith. Thought he was brilliant. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of really great things about the movie. Things that I didn't like felt a little too much like a mixtape. I felt like they relied a little bit too much on pulling old footage from the movies for exposition. And uh, it was very low stakes. I, I don't know if I should say anything more about that if we're not doing spoilers, but. Are we doing spoilers? <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Are we, is this going to be a spoiler-free episode since we're doing it so close to it coming out? They had, we did talk about it and yes, it is spoiler-free. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I missed that. <laughs> no, yeah, but, we, we know, did. I'm trying to be good. No, I mean, Jenny, you pretty much covered it. I don't have a lot to add because you pretty much hit every point. What I do want to focus on for a moment, though, is this first third of the movie, mm-hmm. because I do feel like that is both the most interesting part and the most different part. So you join this movie and Neo's back in the Matrix, but we're unsure if he's still Neo. We don't know if everything was a dream prior. We don't know really anything. And there's this great commentary where basically Neo's character, Thomas Anderson, is a stand-in for Lily or Lana Wachowski. And it's really just like, what is the state of movies that I got to come back and make this thing again? And she's lobbing shots at Warner Brothers, which how we're going to we're going to make in the Matrix. Like, I we're going to we're going to make this movie regardless. Yeah, <laughs> you're involved, regardless of whether you're involved or not. We're making this fucking thing. And so there's a lot of commentary and, you know, funny stuff like baked into this movie. And that to me was my favorite part of this whole thing. Like that complete kind of left turn into self-aware satire was really interesting to me and like really made this worth it. I I agree with you. That's what I was so into it. And that first, that first opening, I'm like, this doesn't even feel like a matrix movie. It doesn't. And it just feels like someone made like a YouTube satire on it but they got everyone involved and they hired some guy that kind of looks like morpheus to be a younger Morpheus, like you know just like all that also i could have sworn that smith was head, played by henry cavill so thank you i didn't even look it up to see who it was the guy looks exactly <laughs> the same to me um but yeah no it, it went through that it was being incredibly self-aware making the commentary on it but also kind of a revealing a bit too about like what their vision of the matrix is sort of in a way uh, with a lot of it you know, having someone like Neil Patrick Harris to be a villain, but he's also just a fantastic villain. Yeah. He's so incredibly sinister because of the humor that he's able to interject in like sort of his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just his dark aura <laughs> that he has kind of going on with him. It's a lot, it was a lot of fun. It had me really intrigued, but then to Jenna's point, when did it become like all of a sudden it just became like a fucking friends flashback episode where we're like cut twos to like different <laughs> different things were really the whole movie is just them sitting on a couch eating a sandwich or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I completely agree with you. You know, I I think I said this, like, this is a very interesting movie, even if it doesn't quite stick the landing, I respect the shit out of what they were trying to do here. Loved it. And that's ultimately kind of where I land. Um, The one scene I want to talk about, and I I don't want to say too much, but there's a scene where a bunch of characters from previous matrix films come back specifically the Merovingian. That drove me nuts. But when he's just yelling shit about sequels (laughs) and culture (laughs) during this fight scene, (laughs) 
I was like, this is a little on the nose, but it's also <laughs> fucking hilarious. Holy shit, I'm just remembering who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He disguised yeah. him really well by looking super fucking old in a beard, or he actually just uh, aged, first... and that's what he looks like. But I just like, I was who is this old man shouting? <laughs> Why is this happening? Like, I, I literally, I, and again, like, I, 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 I think I watched like the second Matrix uh, fairly recently. I hadn't done been able to do as much prep as I normally do for these episodes. So I, I kind of went in like kind of lukewarm into this movie. And so when he was on, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Is Most of the people that crawled up were like, oh, I invited some old friends. I'm like, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, the first time, so I saw it in the theater and I didn't understand a lot of what he was saying, but when I'm in the comfort of my home, I watch everything with subtitles, which I know is one of my many faults. But uh, so I felt like the dialogue was, there was substance to it, but in the theater, I was like, what the F is happening? Like, why, why is this happening? Why is he here? Why is he just shouting things and not fighting anyone? I had to watch it a second time last night. Well, the like the last half of it, to, and like he, that part came on and I was like, all right, I can kind of understand what he's saying. But then he goes into a different language and it's just literally this conversation here. And I'm like, but this other guy. Oh, OK. It's, it's okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I just I honestly love that scene. And I loved how they were kind of integrating this commentary with the fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was very on the nose. And like, I, I mean, if you're going to be a self-aware satire, let's just fucking do it. I, I, I didn't care we didn't much. need it to be two and a half hours because like we could have probably cut out a like large section of like the exposition part of it yeah. and gotten right to like the meat of it. I don't need to go so much into like Trinity. Does she know who she is? Is she really Tiffany? You know, that sort of stuff. But what I, what I will say about this movie versus reloaded and revolutions is this movie is very rewatchable agreed 100 percent. actually this is i mean we're not we're, this isn't a power ranking of like the matrix uh the matrix series itself this is my second favorite in, all, in all of them agreed. like this is my agreed. favorite sequel yeah i mean like because the second one i loved um what was it reloaded reloaded that one was reloaded yeah, that one was great alone just because of the special effects, because of the action, because of just uh, the yeah. choreographed fight scenes, like all of that. That was great. Um, the third one we could just do without. But I, I said to someone the other day, you know, I was like, oh, I watched Resurrections. Like, what did you think? I'm like, just I know the third one sucked. Watch it. Yeah, give it a chance. It, well, it's not even give it a chance. It's it might be slightly important to watch Resurrections. I agree. And I think that you know, the last point I just want to make is, you know, we're living in this culture of like building the franchise and like all these sequels and all this shit. And to take this complete left turn with this idea, that is just interesting in and of, of, of itself and worth it. Like, it's just worth it for that. When we're dealing with Spider-Man No Way Home and taking all these things and bringing them and shoving them into this movie, like doing a self-aware parody in the same kind of way, it's funny and it's good. And I like it. If we could, if we just continued on that path, like you said, make it a full satire film, I think this would have been fucking phenomenal. It would have caught it. I mean, it already had caught me off guard. If it just kind of stuck with that, I would have been much more on board. Do we think we're getting another one? That's what, yeah. So that's what I wanted to know too. Is this, is this, are we getting another one? What would you do with it? Jenny, you're the super fan. What do you think? <laughs> I think there's definitely a door. There's a portal, if you will. <laughs> a mirror that you can jump in. <laughs> A motor that we can construct? I don't know if it's a good idea. But, you know, it's one of those things that it would be extremely hit or miss. It's going to either be worse than this film or better than this film, but it will never be the original. And that's with any of, you know, these franchises. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are franchises where the subsequent films are better than the original. But when we talk about The Matrix, The no, Matrix is the groundbreaking movie of our time yeah. and it's going to be really you know someone special that's going to come along probably in 10 20 years from now to make another film that great so i mean if you were to do another one do you continue down this you know experimented path of satire do you go full on action do you pass the torch possibly to 
a new Neo or even someone who takes over the franchise from the witch house, like from the Wachowski sisters, if that is ever allowed, like anything can happen under Warner brothers, but I don't think, uh, I don't think it will be passed on to anyone because no, because the Wachowskis are very distinct in their visions of, of how to, to make, like, there's a lot of running themes and all of their work. Some, some of them are really great themes that I love. Um, mainly that the mind is greater than the body. And, you know, I think that gets a lot into how their experience is as trans women. I don't think anyone else could take over the matrix, but I don't think they can lean less on the satire. I think they need to lean more into the satire if they were to continue. Yeah, I think the only thing that I would add is like, let's move the focus away from Neo and Trinity. They should still be there but they have their love story. They're good now. Let them live happily ever after. They've gone through enough. Let them chill in IO or, you know, the new Zion and let's explore some different characters. That's that's the only thing that I would kind yeah. of want if they're going to do this. But theoretically, theoretically, they run the matrix now. True. Which is the, how do you disassociate that? I, I agree. I don't think that they should be brought back into the fourfold if we were to continue but what does that transition look like? I don't know. I texted Corey thinking he had already watched it because he literally said right after I get off of this podcast, this other podcast that we did, but I just texted him the first thing I said, I'm like, wow, they made it into, they made the matrix into a rom-com. I didn't think that that's where we were going to go. <laughs> great. great rom-com. It was all there. It really was. It was self-aware. It was everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and at the end of the day, like that's what the Wachowskis <laughs> wanted, right? They this to make the Matrix a rom com. This is at its core a love story, and you guys it got is. wrapped up in all this other bullshit. Which okay, maybe our fault because we kind of tacked on the love thing at the end of the first one, but at the core, it's a love story, and that's what we're gonna do with this fucking movie. And I I love it. To be fair, there was a lot going on to get distracted by. There was yeah. a lot, a lot. There fucking is, robots with tentacles. Is. But now Trinity is also the one. True. Which I like that they made that where it's like, and and I think that's also like speaking to what sort of that, uh, basically any sort of relationship. It's, um, it's got to be an equal balance. It's got to be an equal balance. You're not one without the other kind of thing. <laughs> any good relationship is that. Certainly speaks to my relationship. <laughs> if I didn't have my wife, I would be in shambles at age 33. <laughs> I don't know if there's an equal balance. Sarah's way up here. <laughs> You're dragging Sarah down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so accurate. Yeah, but enough of Beam's relationship. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I on. thought that's what we were here. I thought this was this actually is, this is after therapy. after like two months of uh, of having a child or three months. I thought this was therapy. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> I, I think we covered it though. We, we're all good. Yeah, we're good now. Absolutely. Right. All right. So wait, are we talking about the movie or me? <laughs> both. <laughs> both. Both. Who knows anymore? But yeah, I mean, go check out The Matrix Resurrections. It is on HBO Max, and it is a very interesting watch. And you know, I, I wish I saw it in theaters, I actually. Do. So I would go I would go to theaters for this one. If you feel safe. Omicron is on the fucking... You'll be fine. <laughs> I, think, I think they're saying this one's not that bad. So just, yeah, you're good. I don't think you should listen to Beam. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to Beam. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Gerser. <laughs> <laughs> we have a doctor here <laughs> go if you feel comfortable otherwise hbo max it's great um but yeah let's transition to talk about keanu he is you know one of the stars of this film one of the stars of this franchise and an actor that we love very much and one of the reasons i really wanted to talk to him uh, talk about him i would love to talk to him i would <laughs> love to talk to him Same. But I, you know, one of the reasons I want to talk about him is because I feel like the public perception of him has changed a lot from when we were growing up. And Jenna, you mentioned this, like you used to catch flack because of how much you loved Keanu. And there mm -hmm. were a lot of Keanu haters. I feel like those are few and far between these days. And I want to talk about, you know, kind of why we think his legacy has changed and what some of the reasons are and what his legacy is at this point. So Jenna, you know, to start us off, why do you love Keanu so much? And why do you think so many people kind of gave you shit? Because you <laughs> him? And why were they wrong? And why are they wrong? Well, of course, as a, a, a cis female, the first thing that I saw about Keanu was his devilish, devilishly good looks. I mean, as a young girl, you know, his posters were all over my wall. 
Um, I say that as a straight male. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and uh, I and I actually did like him prior to the Matrix, but when the Matrix came out, that was like for me the whoa, the whoa moment. <laughs> Because I tied two things that I loved together, which was Keanu and science fiction. Um, and I, you guys probably remember this because I've known these guys for a long time, but I had Matrix posters over my bed for a very long time. Uh, probably through through adulthood, <laughs> to be honest with you. I thought you still did. You just showed us a cutout from I don't know how long <laughs> ago. What the fuck are you talking about? It's still on your wall. So I think, you know, when he was really young. Uh, he was in some, some actually really excellent roles. Um, nice you know, he was in my private, <laughs> my private Idaho, um, parenthood. There's a couple others where I think he was maybe taken a little bit more seriously as a teenage actor. And then he kind of transitioned into like being known as this like surfer kind of sounding dude, like, whoa like i i, I don't know where that came said it like that yeah well yeah sure <laughs> but I, you know even going back and like i love point break going back to point break and seeing his acting like i thought his acting was good i i never had an issue with his acting with his tonality whether the tonality made him less serious or not but i think as he transitioned into more adulthood and took on some more cheesier roles if you will, which every actor is, you know, guilty of, um, he kind of caught flack for this, uh, I don't want to say the death of his career, but almost like he, his career was also resurrected prior to obviously Matrix Resurrections, but there was quite a, a long dearth of Keanu. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, nice use of dearth. <laughs> he- <laughs> he had this whole persona of like kind of wooden, just kind of there, not really chewing the scenery, but like often those were the roles. And then there were other movies where like, he really went for it. And in those roles, when he went for it, like, yeah, his character was often kind of an arrogant douchebag. And I thought he played it perfectly, but it did come across as cheesy and kind of ridiculous, but that was just the character. And I think that's where a lot of like people's opinions got mixed up where like, that's not Keanu. That's just the character that he's playing. And okay, fair enough. Like he plays a similar character every time, but like he's acting that character. Well, that is Johnny Utah. Keanu is Johnny yes. Utah. So like yes. that's a good acting <laughs> job. What, what do you want? <laughs> it's pretty much any role he played. Like, no, that's him. That is, that is him. It's his, it, you know yeah. what it is. It's his lack of eyebrows. <laughs> I think like, I think <laughs> he just don't. <laughs> they don't. Or at least, or at least, expression in his eyebrows, because I feel like they just don't move. It's all in the eyebrows. That's, I, I just, I literally. All right, listen. I was just. I'm sorry. Now I'm looking at John Wick, our little toy here. He has eyebrows, but like, I, it's more. He I does. Like they just stay straight, though. I feel like just there's his face doesn't show the emotion sometimes, and that's fair. He looks stoic for sure, but I actually would argue that in a lot of roles, he's quite vulnerable. I think that he does show a great think, bit of vulnerability. I think like a character like John Wick, like you see that a lot in him just because that is what the character is about. No, yeah, you see it a lot. I I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I, like I can see the points that people have when they say Keanu sucks. Like, because <laughs> I never I never thought he was bad. I, I, I love the guy. I mean, my introduction to him was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like, yeah, Speed that was mine, but yeah. When did he do speed? 94. Okay, right. So um, there was something where he did a movie where there was like, he did, oh, it was Johnny Mnemonic, I think. Is what <laughs> but, uh, 95. Yeah. That was <laughs> but no, like Bill and Ted's actually, like that was, that and Point Break were the movies that kind of got him sort of typecasted as that stoner, yeah. Eli Manning looking dude that just looks lost. And it's just constantly saying, whoa, all the time. Yeah, and like like you said, like, ultimately, I get it. Like, I understand why certain people don't like that. And perhaps he is a bit limited in his acting range. But at the same time, like, he's good. And he's good in these certain movies. And 
I don't think there's any denying that. Like he is a part of a lot of excellent movies. You couldn't do John Wick no. without Keanu Reeves. You couldn't do The Matrix without Keanu Reeves. You couldn't do The Replacements without Keanu Reeves. It just doesn't happen. Agreed. No. And like, like you just can't, like you need him for that role. You do. And so he fits a role and he's excellent in those roles. And he deserves a little bit more respect, which I feel like lately he's been getting. And I want to talk about that. What is it though? What is it what? What is it that like is getting him more respect now? And I know there's like a couple trains of thoughts, I guess, on this. I mean, personally, what I think it is, is as people learn more and more about Keanu and how he's like actually like a very good person, like at his core. He's wonderful. It becomes very difficult to hate him. And you just seem like an asshole if you point out like, (laughs) hey, you're not very good at this. Okay, maybe, but he's a fucking excellent human and just let him live. He's also not out there like trying to be that guy. Like, no, he right. just is. Like, so kind of to the, I and mean, I know we kind of talked about this, right? We talked a little bit about the, you know, how I've said this many times. I'm like, man, I really like this person. Like, I see their personality on, say, social media interviews or whatever. I don't need to learn any more about them. I don't want to <laughs> know a goddamn thing because it's just going to, it's just going to ruin them for me. Cole Beasley. My, my son's name is Cole. There's not too much of a connection there. But at the time, I was feeling hot on Cole Beasley. And then the vaccines get rolled out. And he's not for them. And now it's just like, I wish I didn't know your opinions anymore. But these are people who are like out there. They're like being outspoken about these things. And then you dig into them, like these people who are you're, you're hearing the most from, you dig into them, you're like, oh, God, you're a shitty person. So maybe it's just overcompensation to where Keanu doesn't do any of that. He does the obligatory stuff. He does stuff with the public, like, you know, he'll be on a fucking plane that has to, you know, get evacuated or, and, or get people off of it. They all got to, all these people got to take a bus elsewhere. He'll fucking join the bus ride with them, playing country tunes with them, like just having a good time. Like he's just out there to be that guy. He's not trying to be out in the public. And the more you dig into it, you find great things. So a guy who's not very public facing, in a way, who is an A-list movie actor is the guy when you dig more into who you think maybe is hiding some shady shit. He's is not, really the greatest human being alive. Yeah, I mean, every time you learn more about this, it's like, I love Tom Cruise. He's a fucking Scientologist. God damn it. You, got, you, <laughs> constantly, have to, you constantly have to like that, rectify these things in your mind. It hurt me so bad when I found out about that. But there's nothing about Keanu that you have to like rectify in your mind. It's just like, he's an excellent dude. And like someone that I really want to talk to and hang out with and like- No one that he potentially sexually harassed. No, none of that shit. He just seems like a great person. And Jenna, let's get you into this conversation. Sorry. We've been sure. Well, I agree. I mean- he he's an excellent person. He's done a lot of philanthropy. He's just genuinely nice to everyone around him. Beam mentioned, you know, the bus ride or the car ride after the flight got, you know, landed. Um, he's done a number of other things. I think there was this one time that he was just hanging out with a homeless guy, like having a drink, sharing stories. And people thought it was like a potential photo op. And it wasn't. It was just like this paparazzi happened to be walking by and took the picture of him just like chilling out and yeah I mean everyone just says wonderful things about him I've never heard anyone say anything horrible about him and kind of to revisit um my own private Idaho or River Phoenix passed while they were taping or I guess not taping's not right not the right word but while they were back then it might have been taped it might have been taping yeah And Sandra Bullock had made a comment about how he grieved his friend, how it was like really beautiful to see a man grieve his friend, the loss of his friend. And I just, you know, everything I've ever read about him has just been that he's a stand-up guy and a gentleman and everyone just really likes him, which is awesome to hear about someone that is so out of our grasp, you know, in in the society that we perceive. Or not, man. He might just be like milling about. He could be somewhere in Clifton Park. I don't know. Just like <laughs> for whatever reason right now. He's an enigma. Who knows where he is? Exactly. What's funny though is that like I I, I have no idea about the 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 story with the homeless man, but like let's say that story wasn't true, but you just believe it to be true, even if it wasn't. Just <laughs> like it would be like, yeah, Keanu would do something like that. Yeah. But I, I was I was looking into some things though with him and 
I know there was like another incident that went viral where there was a woman on a subway and he got up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not being filmed. He was being filmed. He doesn't knowingly, you know, being filmed or maybe he was because, you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe he staged that. This is it. This, we look into it more and it turns out. It's stop <laughs> yeah. No, right right stop it. Right. No, but he got up and allowed yeah. that woman to sit down. Um, there's another story too, where there was a kid that saw him coming into a movie to like see his movie and really wanted his autograph but doesn't say anything and like waited around for him and like so Keanu Reeves literally like kind of noticed it went and bought an ice cream took the receipt over to the kid and signed it for him he goes I, I I'm assuming you wanted my autograph and like gave it to the kid was just like has talked about that and just wasn't experienced so, <laughs> like one of the greatest quotes too from him sort of about it and just going on when you're talking about grieving and just everything else that's kind of you know just even with the topic of conversation that we're having here was when he was asked by Stephen Colbert, you know, what, what do you think happens after we die or when we die? Yes. Oh, amazing. And his, well, Jenna, what was his response? I know that the people um, who love us will miss us or something like that. Right. Like what? Yeah. It's such a simple thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, in this age of social media, like every time you hear something about someone, it's fucking awful. Every time you hear something about Keanu, it's excellent. And we just need that in our lives. And we need Keanu in our lives, regardless of whether he's a great actor or not. And to be clear, all of us think he is. Fucking secretly donating to like kids' cancer research and children's hospitals just because his sister had leukemia. Yeah. He's just a great dude. Doesn't tell anyone about this. He's taken pay cuts for other actors. He's for the Ma- yeah, for the Matrix, he given, like restructured his deal so the crew could be able to stay on. Special effects, the- yeah. People. Yeah, yeah okay, and hey, he's given like 20 grand to, to someone that was going to lose their house that was like working. I forget what movie it was, but yeah, just like random acts of kindness that he didn't look for publicity on. The one, there is one disappointing thing. I will say it. I'm sorry. And I don't, I'm, I know this isn't what you want to hear. I know this is sort of on the, I love Keanu train, but I read a story in GQ. It was a cover story before the third John Wick and the man willingly smoked cigarettes. I thought it was a movie thing. What I'm saying here is that he's trying to give us less Keanu. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. But also, like, is that that bad? He's killing himself. He's not killing anyone that's, else. No, that's what I mean. He's giving <laughs> us less Keanu. He's shortening his life so we can't selfishly spend more time with him. Yeah, I need more Keanu. And, like, that's on- honestly what this is. Like, everyone should start living their life by what would Keanu do? Because everyone would just be better for it. Every actor, every person, just do what Keanu does, minus the smoking part. The next thing Basically, I want to talk yeah. about, and I made you watch this because I don't think you'd ever seen it. I don't know if you've still seen the entire movie, but I want to talk about this Netflix movie that came out called Always Be My Baby. Oh, no, I, I watched the whole <laughs> oh, thing. It's oh, so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Keanu part's so good. <laughs> yeah. it, it, the movie itself wasn't bad. Come on. No, no, right. the, it, the movie was, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it for Keanu. I agree. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But like, here's this actor who's been in our lives for 25 years and has this certain persona. And he goes into this small little rom-com and just plays this completely ridiculous self-parody of himself. No other actor would just be willing to do that openly. And that is another reason why we should all love Keanu. It's a great part. It was a great um, part. <laughs> how did, I forget how it ends when they go back to his apartment. Cause it's like, I mean, the way it ends is the guy, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name, but he basically starts talking about how he just punched Keanu. Yeah. (laughs) And that's like the rest of the movie. He's going through this self-crisis because he punched Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Uh, It's just, but it is so funny because like you want, you wanted to punch whoever Keanu was being at that point in time of the movie. It's just done so well. It's so out of character for him. And is actually kind of one of my favorite roles of his because it just like, it kind of challenged your perspective of Keanu. I loved it. I love when people can mock themselves and have fun with it. I think he did did a great job. And I personally think he made that film worth worth watch. I would have watched it anyway because I love rom-coms, but it makes it very revisitable because I just love everything that he does. <laughs> yeah, it elevates the movie from standard rom-com to like 
you need to watch this now. It was like, it was the most talked about part of the film. Yeah, deservedly um, so. Yeah, counterpoint. Someone else I thought did a pretty good, maybe not self-parody, but really went outside the bounds in terms of this action star role or people that we take fairly seriously, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise did this, I feel like, to a certain extent. He's done it a couple of times. Tropic exactly. Thunder. Yeah. And, you know, whenever actors do this, another one is uh, Michael Sarah when he played himself in This oh is the End. Oh, my word. <laughs> like whenever that was extreme. This, like this, like, super douched up version of themselves. Uh, it's always great. And more actors should do that. What would Keanu do? Or they're playing themselves. <laughs> and we just don't know. Or we don't know. And this is actually who they are. Roles like that. I think play into this transition into like huge appreciation for him because when you see that, how can you not love it? Like an actor yeah. just that willing to kind of make fun of themselves and laugh at themselves and not take themselves so goddamn seriously. I kind of feel like the other thing that really sort of resurrected him was the John Wick movie series. Yes, definitely. People, people fell in love with that series just immediately, mainly because it was a guy who just goes off after some after like some hitmen kill his dog and who cannot relate to that devastating like, you fuck with my dog who was left I'm to me by my this. wife who who passed away yeah and you're you're just gonna come in here and kill this dog i'm killing all y'all right now yeah <laughs> oh the dog surprise. crawled over to him bef oh before goodness. it died and god I, son of a yeah, bitch why, why are you doing i was that? i was <laughs> I've never been so heartbroken. In I've actually like blocked the image of what happens in that part. I never like seeing the beloved family pet die. No, it's all it's awful. awful. Um, I would go on a rampage. Sure. Yeah. But like you said, like this John Wick film franchise, all three of them are excellent and mm -hmm. they've really kind of resurrected him. And that kind of brings me to my next point is you may not appreciate it or you may not think about it, but when you like really look at his career, Keanu has to be like a first ballot action movie Hall of Famer, along with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Fuck along yes. with Sylvester Stallone, along with definitely like all these guys. But you don't think about it like automatically. But John Wick, Speed, Point Break, The Matrix, like all of those are action classics. So he's got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer when it comes to that. Right, John? Yes, I agree. And he's a better actor. <laughs> a lot of those a-list action stars i i personally think better than stallone for me definitely <laughs> he's a piece of shit outside of it which comes into it but he, he also has this self-knowing quality about himself in movies like total yeah. recall and last action hero that i really respect as well so i can't like i do love arnold i can't i can't lie yeah sure absolutely i can't disagree with some arnold love I, I don't but, know. I put him I put him above Arnold. Like I he's he's really up there in terms of he is in sure. terms of that. Like obviously first ballot. It's also too for me, it's because like he does the shit. Yeah. Like I think he do does he train MMA or at least just sort of yeah, I know jujitsu and different like other forms of march martial arts, but he I mean he knows how to do he does the tactical, like the you know, uh the gun training and the tactical training, like that. That, that's a lot and it shows in these movies and i think that's sort of the big part of the john wick series and why people fell so in love with it also he's on a horse <laughs> fighting a bunch of other people on motorized vehicles and is and is killing them with guns like and it's always what? him doing it like when you watch it there's no like cutting around it he is on that fucking horse shooting the guns at people i think the direct rules the director said something to the effect of like i just do stunts that i know he can do like guns check jujitsu check riding a horse check like what yeah. jenna have you ever seen like the john wick featurettes of like him doing the prep i have seen some of them yes yeah so like he's going through the whole tactical range and he's like you know, the people are talking and maybe they're just doing it for the featurette, but I don't think so because he looks really good. He like <laughs> is setting, he's setting like the course record for these fucking tactical training things above like trained army people. Like that's how good he is at this shit. Do you think it's because he just doesn't have these distractions in his life? And like, like he does movies, but then it just seems like he's not going out there and like schmoozing and all that sort of shit. 
Like he's just able to actually like focus on the craft. Yeah. Imagine Not acting. Mother, imagine that trying to get better at what you're doing. <laughs> your Instead of fucking schmoozing at parties constantly. Imagine. I just knocked John Wick off the table. <laughs> he's just a grounded individual. And I think that, yeah, he brings a lot of mindfulness to everything that he does. I mean, he's definitely very considerate, very thoughtful. So I guess it would show in terms of his preparation for, for his roles. And I guess his overall fitness. Because the man, the man still looks great. Oh, he's a- a- excellent shape. What is he, 55? 55, still can pass for 40. Like, <laughs> ripped, great beard, yep. tremendous right. hair. So here's the thing. Bill and Ted face the music, no beard. Right. Look kind of weird, right? Yeah, totally looked weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, needs, he needs a beard. Like, not that he, he looks needs bad. At this stage in his life. But he looks so good with the beard. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like it's like you or not. I think we would look somewhat would, handsome without the beard. But my like, wife just naked without it. My wife literally turns into tantrums Same. when I've clean shaven. Even a mustache. Like even if I just trimmed down my beard a little too much, where it's almost like too close to being clean shaven, she fucking freaks out. Yeah, same. she starts crying. And I'm going to start freaking out at Keanu if he keeps doing that. So keep your beard. You look great. <laughs> yeah. Like Bill and Ted can age. You can grow uh, beards. And on this kind of Hall of Fame point, I also think Keanu deserves a spot in the sports movie Hall of Fame. Yeah, we haven't touched on those movies very much, have we? Because think about this. The replacements playing Shane Excellent. Falco. He was the quarterback. Very convincing quarterback. Looks great very. with the left-handed <laughs> throw. In hardball. Playing Connor O'Neill, coaching a baseball team. Those kids win the championship. He has a gambling problem. I was going to we'll say, he, to he also did a really good job of being <laughs> a gambling addict. He, he convinced me like he had a gambling problem. He definitely convinced me. I was like, Keanu, you got to clean this up, bro. This is going to destroy you. Get it together, man. You got to teach these kids. And then point break. Surfing's a sport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. He looked awesome on a surfboard. He also, wasn't he a... He was like a former quarterback in that, right? Yeah, so Johnny named- Utah, yeah. former quarterback. Football scene former, on the beach. Blew out his knee. Blew out his knee. Yeah. Blew out his knee, right. Tackles Patrick Swayze into the ocean. Great form. I know. I just like, I I, I guess the reason why I asked, because I just wanted to confirm, maybe it's marijuana, but it was because you opened <laughs> with point break in the surfing part, which I get, I understand, but I figured you would have led with the football. <laughs> So I sat here questioning, like, wait a minute, but he was a football player, right? But he's also a convincing surfer. Right, that's fair enough. You're right. Anytime I'm sorry. Anytime he like runs and does shit, jujitsu in the John Wick series, like this is an athletic dude who does an amazing job in these sports movies. So like, you know, people talk about Costner and all the sports movies he's done and deservedly so they're mostly excellent. Keanu deserves a spot right up there with Kevin Costner in these sports movies, right? Yes. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> No, I agree. I agree. Because like The Replacements is is one of my favorite football films. Mm-hmm. It's, I know it sounds Same. strange, but like just everyone that cast the characters in that uh, are, 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 are fantastic. Uh, and, and just the storyline of it, Keanu in that movie, I think as a kid, like I sort of almost got slightly wrapped up in everyone hating on Keanu and just like his sort of stoner or whatever attitude. And that movie, I was just like, no, fuck that. Keanu's the fucking man. And that and that movie to me is 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 a big one of them. I love that movie, and I think I think it deserves him a spot in the Hall of Fame. I think he's just an athletic dude, is what it seems like. Yeah, I mean, every time he runs in a movie, like Tom Cruise is a better movie runner, but Keanu's up there. I feel like that's kind of the he had great running scenes in Point Break. He had some great running scenes. I mean, the chase with Patrick Swayze. Yeah, are you kidding? And when he chases Excellent. after the bus and speed after he's getting his muffin, <laughs> tremendous running. <laughs> <laughs> That's the muffin part. What it, really good down, <laughs> what it comes down to it, Keanu is in two Hall of Fames when it comes to the movies. Granted, these are invented, but he is. He's a tremendous human being. He's self-aware and willing to kind of laugh at himself and not take himself too seriously. A great aspect in any human. So like all these things coalesce into the fact that Keanu deserves to be appreciated by 100% of the population. <laughs> I need to get everyone yeah. that is so polarized, polarized in their in their way of thinking, to just c- 
come together on this one point that I know. Keanu is the greatest. Like all these things are polarizing us in this fucking world. Can we all just get on board with Keanu's the fucking man, please? <laughs> if, if your argument is his way of acting and you don't like that, fine. Is that really a reason to hate a man? No. We just yeah. gotta, we just gotta support this man. Yeah, we do. Jenna, before we move on, we're going to kind of list our top fives before we get out of here. Is there anything else, big picture, that kind of goes into this Keanu appreciation idea? Is there anything that we missed? Ooh, great question. I'm sure there are lots of things that we missed because we can't know him, know him. But but we can. He seems you know, successful several, enough. <laughs> he's a very private person. You know, for a while there, I actually believed the rumor that he was married to Winona Ryder because she kept perpetuating the rumor that they were legally married from Dracula, um, <laughs> which I thought was devastating because I was like, no, not her. <laughs> Keanu, I'm still single. Winona, she's a uh, shoplifter. Come find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, you know, he's had a lot of other movies that probably won't get mentioned. I know how. Corey, I know how you feel about this movie. I don't know how you feel, Beam, but like, I love Constantine and that's one that he's expressed uh, several occasions, not just one occasion, that if there was one role he could reprise, it would be John Constantine. I would, I would like another shot at Constantine because I like that movie it, in parts of it. It's not my favorite of his, of his movies. I do oh, think it's very yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. It's not going to be an probably any of our top fives, which, no. you know, which is why I wanted to mention it. But I do I, know that he does want to reprise that role and he said it on several occasions. So like, Jesus Christ, though, like how many fucking <laughs> franchises do you need? I mean, no, sorry, he's not being greedy. That's not fair. Do what you like. You know, fucking reprise John Constantine. Uh, That's what John, John, Tom. <laughs> he's a lot of johns there's a lot of john thomas anderson john constantine a lot of basic ass names with these guys your name's keanu <laughs> i know right i don't know if we should talk about this but jordan peele and <laughs> michael keegan key made a movie named after him with yeah. a cat named keanu like let's love this fucking guy <laughs> wait is that, was that really wait was that really it yeah like, he was oh. a voice yeah he was a voice we oh. oh, and we're not going to put this on, but like Keanu doing the voice of Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh my God. This guy is the best. I just love him so much. <laughs> I got nothing. No, we're leaving, we're leaving that part in because that was just exasperated joy over just Keanu Reeves as a being. Yeah. That wasn't, there was no character. We weren't on the mic. That was just <laughs> unadulterated pure love for him. The last thing I just want to bring up, we mentioned John Constantine. How good is the scene where he's floating up to Evan and flicking off the people? <laughs> it's so good. That's the individual scene Keanu's ever done. It's fucking awesome. The cocky, like, <laughs> the cocky douchebaggery that, that, that Keanu Reeves can portray is, fun, like, just great A. Him flicking people off <laughs> in movies when he does it in The Matrix. Going Amazing. To, going to heaven. Constantine, going to heaven. Peak flicking people off in movies. <laughs> They're actually <laughs> iconic if you really think about it. Yeah. All right. So let's get to our own individual top fives. Mm. I think a lot of these are going to be some overlap because there are just some pure classics. But we all also have, you know, our own individual taste here. So, Jenna, let's start with you. You're our guest. Okay. What are your top five Keanu Reeves movies? I would say five is Scanner Darkly. Honorable mention, I would say I, I really did love Devil's Advocate and I didn't get to rewatch it. So I'm going to say Scanner Darkly because I tend to go more science fiction usually. Let's see. Number four. It's tough. I, I, th I think I'd put uh, Speed at number four. I'd put... John Wick at number three. I'd put Point Break at number two, and I'd put the original Matrix at number one. I have because I, yeah. I have quite a few of those. Yeah. So my number five is Hardball. Oh, I wow! Hardball. You know what? You threw a bit of a curveball <laughs> at me you, on that you, one. You, exactly. That's exactly what you did. <laughs> number five is Hardball for me. 
Number four is John Wick 2. I I prefer as John representative Wick of the John Wick franchise. Yes. And John Wick 2 is my favorite of the John Wicks. Okay. The way they expand the universe in that movie is just like so cool to me. It has some of the like the, the, the pacing. The, yeah. And the scene in with the bathtub and the woman, the, mm-hmm. there's not been a better scene in all three movies, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe when he beats up Boban in the third one in a library. <laughs> <laughs> the, the basketball player Boban Marjanovic he just fucking bites him yep love it um but John Wick 2 is four three is the Matrix um it's actually my favorite movie that he's in but I think he brings more to these other movies that are my top two speed is number two point break is number one whoa to be clear I don't think point break's a better movie than the Matrix but Keanu is better in point break than he is in the Matrix all right, so we all know that I like to come in with at least a curveball or two. Number five is going to be the replacements for me. I think I already love the replacements. I already spoke a little bit about why I love that movie and his contribution to it. He lives on a houseboat too, right? Or a boat, like, yeah, yeah, like, yep. fuck yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> like, just I just wanted to just throw that out there. That I love that that's part of his character and probably part of Keanu in real might life. be doing it right now i'm actually still like formulating my top five in my head because i've been bandying about so many different options what can i do number four this is tough i think i would also say john wick too i think overall yeah it was just a very complete movie although as i mentioned john wick three has him on a fucking horse but like you do get more in terms of like what the universe is yeah in john wick a more of an explanation you know why him violating the rule is such a big deal all of that yeah, so the whole hitman culture that they kind of explore with the hotel and the coins like you get pieces in the first one the way that they expand it and explain it in the second one it's like whoa this is yeah. fucking sick it, 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 it the movie works perfectly it's like the first one is the introduction to it all here's the reason why okay here's the actual story yeah is is what the second one is which i really like destination wedding is number three for me <laughs> no it's not get the f out of here no. Get out! Get out! I can't. Pretty good though. You know what? Fuck it. My number five is knock knock. <laughs> when he's begging Ana de Armas in the shower, hell yeah! <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. Um, I'm sorry. No, I have to put it on there, and I get it. Like it's weird. It's not a movie you think about it, but it's literally just him and Winona Ryder talking, and I loved every minute of it. I, there was just something. My wife and I watched that. You're serious right now? I'm dead serious. All it's right, number no, three on no. there. I'm leaving it on. <laughs> oh. I've literally oh, thought about this. Man. And like, I was, I was for some reason going through it in my head and I'm like, but I really like Destination Wedding because it was just Keanu chatting and kind of being a jackass about it the entire time. Oh man. I don't know why. Love that movie. All right. So that's three. I can't, I can't qualm with it being on there because, you know, personal taste. But the fact that you have it above John Wick 2 is fucking upsetting. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll switch it. I didn't fine. know if that was too, like, if it was too obvious. John Wick, John Wick is at three. We'll put this at four. All right. We'll, we'll put this at four. All right. What's one and two? Holy shit. Two for me is, is Point Break. That movie is just so wonderful. I've played drinking games to it because there's just so much about it to be able to pick out from it that you can have fun with. It's got fucking skydiving as like an integral part to it, inexplicably, really. (laughs) (laughs) He jumps out of a plane sans parachute in that fucking movie. It is awesome. Oh, it's great. great. It's great. And and, and that's like, that is a, because in terms of when you have a list, that is a quintessential like Keanu Reeves movie. As much as like what my number one is, which is the matrix uh, just because I mean, to Jenna's point, like, it's just, it is like the movie for me uh, in a lot of ways and, and, and really turned me on to like, you know, sort of science fiction, just like, a, you know, what a good action movie can really be. And Keanu Reeves is almost like kind of peak in terms of, I think, sort of action movies, even though John Wick could arguably, who knows, maybe he's peaking again. Is he where has we're like at. three peaks. <clears throat> he has early not twin stage. peaks, but three of them. He has three peaks. He's got, the early stage with Point Break and Speed takes a couple of years off, does The Matrix, right? Takes a long time off, and then does John Wick. Like three peak action movie periods, and no one else, I don't think, has that. When did Forty Seven Ronin come out? Two thousand thirteen. Yeah, 
So apparently since then, by like the GQ story, and I don't know if, I guess, yeah, I guess The Matrix is considered now a studio film, but like by John Wick 3, he hadn't made a studio film since 47 Ronin. And he, and he's, and he's literally been peaking during that. Yeah. Honorable mention though, given to Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah. Because oh, like, I, I'm sorry, I have so much nostalgia to, uh, attached to that, which makes it sort of an obvious bias choice. But it, it's just like, that is Keanu to me. That was my introduction to Keanu. And that made me love him. And like, but also behind that, Bill and Ted face the music, which we did not talk about on this. Fucking love that movie. Big like fan. that one, I don't know. I don't know if it's better than, it's not better than the first, but no. goddamn, Yeah. Super, super great. The reconciliation with death. <laughs> <laughs> just pulled in my heartstrings like they they got there that's actually keanu reconciling with death that's what that is probably <sighs> but anyways destination also, wedding is my top choice uh, get out of here. uh i did want to bring up one movie which i revisited a couple of years ago so in theaters i went to see something's gotta give in high school with izzy and brenda and we hated it. Like we did not like it because mainly it was like Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson making out. <laughs> and I had only gone. Gone correctly. Didn't you guys wear a t-shirt to school the next day that said something's got to give us our money back? <laughs> oh my God. I, I remember like that. that. Was a thing. <laughs> Why was that a thing? I don't know. Wait, so I so went, upset. I went specifically. Like, what for a Keanu. weird thing to like really get angry about. <laughs> Wait, all right. So <laughs> I revisited it last year. Oh, sorry. That was the point of the story. I actually, no, I actually fucking loved the movie. Like it was a great movie and I loved Keanu in it. And I was just like, how did I hate this so much as a kid? Like how how horrible of a high schooler was I that I like couldn't. No, but it completely <laughs> makes sense when you think about it. Like if you're a teenager and you're going to see a movie with Keanu and she picks Jack Nicholson's old decrepit ass over Keanu, it's just like, what the doing honestly so like it makes sense when you think about it you were you were you were initially slighted over the fact that keanu reeves got slighted so it's yeah. like fuck this fuck this yeah. movie yeah fuck jack nicholson's old wrinkly balls and her terrible taste in men no i mean i i always choose keanu every single time same Really, this episode is just a love letter to Keanu Reeves. It is. This is the Keanu <laughs> Reeves Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> no, you're right. Sorry. Keanu, call um, me. <laughs> I mean, I think we've properly appreciated Keanu at this point. What do you think? I feel like we could always do more. I mean, we could always I feel do like you could always do more for Keanu. I don't know if like sacrificing like an animal poacher or like something to like really show our dedication. But other than that, I think we're good. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to kill someone for Keanu. No, he wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want that. That would that would go would against not. Keanu. I thought that's what Peter was about, but that because I know be, he supports Peter. That Peter. wouldn't be what would Keanu do. So we're not killing anyone, but we <laughs> properly appreciated Keanu at this point. Jenna, leave us with your closing thoughts on our our main guy. Keanu, you're the man. I love you. I hope to see you in many movies to come. And uh, you know, I named my my dog Trinity, and I am looking to get eventually another dog and name him Neo, because it's an ode to you, and I love you so much. That's appropriate. That is appropriate. So we are going to get out of here. I hope you've enjoyed our Keanu discussion. I think we did. I did. I certainly did. I I could talk about Keanu all day. We'll probably uh, just like, bring it back another time and talk about him some more because we love him that much. I mean, I'm looking at it in 2023. What do we got? What do we got on the docket? John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, yeah. That's in post-production. John Wick 5 is now in pre-production. We're just going to get fucking more Keanu. Hell yeah. He's also going to be DC League of Super Pets, but whatever. Not so excited about that one. But, you know, if he's doing voice work like he did for Duke Kaboom, I'm fucking in. Let's go. <laughs> well, Jenna, thank you so much. Really appreciated you. having you on. Opening up about sort of the, your connection to Resurrection. I didn't actually know that about the Wachowski sisters and what happened with them. I was literally thinking about that. I was watching the movie. I'm like, I wonder if they've written about that. And I'm like, they probably have, but they all know. I'll just rely on you guys. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, thank you again so much. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, appreciate you. you. We are going to get out of here. You can follow us on Instagram at Back Porch Media. 
on Twitter at Porchback Media. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can rate and you can review and you can do all those things that podcast people tell you to do. Thank you very much, Beam. It was great to have you back, pal. Fucking back, bitches. (laughs) That's not what Keanu would do. Don't care. (laughs) All right. See y'all. Bye.